Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Ogilvie. Hello, my loves, and thank you for joining me for another episode, Manage Anxiety with Confidence, Love This Bitch. So happy to have you as always. And today I'm going to talk about manifesting. It's very trendy. Um, it, it'll it get some new people, I think, to check out the podcast. So I was like, hey, I've got some things to say about it. Why not? It, it'll benefit all of us. We'll all learn something, might get some new listeners who will benefit from the podcast. It's good for everybody. Win, win. And speaking of the podcast, if you're loving what you're hearing, again, the five-star ratings and the reviews are extremely helpful to get the podcast recommended to other people who may also enjoy it. And please feel free to share it, post it on social media, anything that works for you. If you enjoy it, someone else might too. And I would appreciate um, you sharing. And again, more wins for everyone. I like wins. Let's keep winning. (laughs) So the reason I wanted to talk about manifesting is because it's like how I was talking in the episode about my friend who does the energy work and, and we did the, the tarot reading or the card reading. I don't think it was even tarot. I don't study that stuff. I don't know a lot about it. But manifestation is is one of those things that there are a lot of components to it that are actually very helpful and maybe even based on science. And it also has a lot of more spiritual or some people would say pseudoscience or woo aspects to it as well. So I think when I'm researching to to talk about it today, when you're looking online on the wiki wiki page, whatever it might be, a lot of the criticism is so strong because in, in this industry or in the mental health type psychology industry, there are a lot of things that people will write off if they think that it is solely spiritual or if they connect it to being pseudoscience or woo. And so even when you intermingle, when you start intermingling things, I think that makes some people worried. People will throw the baby out with bathwater. <laughs> you know, take for example, meditation. A lot of people think that it is woo and it's you have to be in a certain religion or that it's very spiritual, but that is not true. There are a lot of different ways to practice and there's a lot of science behind the benefits to your life, to different parts of your brain will grow and get larger. It's just, it's really beneficial for your mental health. And a lot of people, they won't even try it. They won't even go to it because of that stigma that it might be something that they're not into. They might not be into things that are spiritual or not science-based, which is perfectly fine. We all have our different things. And with my teaching and the things that I, I coach on, I try to stay, for me personally, in stuff that is backed by science and research and that there's more evidence that it works. In my coaching, I have mentioned before that I am a spiritual person. I do have a religious side. I don't talk about it a lot because I don't want people to think that's something that they have to share in order to work with me. I I know that there are a lot of things that I believe in very strongly that other people would discard. So I try not to discard anything that, that actually helps people. Although there are some things that are 
passed along, as I've mentioned before, as science that I do get worked up about because they're not. And I feel like there's hurt that comes from that. If, if you're into manifesting, manifestation, it makes you happy and you're like, this works. And I connect with the spiritual side of it, the, the energy, the universe, whatever it might be. That's great. This episode is not really for you, although you may learn some interesting things about why that, the science behind parts of it. But this is for people who are curious or people who are like, is there something here? Is there something I should try? Then today we're going to talk about it a little bit and you'll see what it is that actually can work or will work for you without, if you don't have these particular beliefs that a lot of people do in that. And it's a spectrum. Not everybody uses manifestation the same. Again, I'm talking very general as I tend to do without getting to the point. Get to the point, Lisa. (laughs) So manifestation, what is it? I'm looking at the definition that that I found that I wanted to use. It is on Wikipedia. So this is not my words. This is what it says here. It's various pseudoscientific self-help strategies intended to bring about a personal goal primarily by focusing one's thoughts upon a desired outcome. And it's connected to the teachings of law of attraction or new thought spirituality. And so what I really like about this article is that it says, it has a quote from a professor of translational neuroscience, which a lot of the tools and techniques that I use are based on neuroscience. So that's why I'm like, yay, a neuroscientist. That's so amazing. And Alison Bernstein, or Bernstein, sorry, out of Michigan State University. And what she said was like, it quotes her here as, you can't magically make things happen. You can change the way you react to certain situations, which sounds to me like cognitive behavioral therapy. And so a lot of the things that I teach are based on CBT or mindfulness And then, of course, there's also mindfulness-based CBT. And so I think for a lot of people who think it's pseudoscience, it's the part about raising your vibrations and connecting to energy and somehow making things happen is where they're like, there's no science behind that at this time. And so they don't like it and they don't want to connect it because of maybe it's misrepresenting even some of the scientific principles that might be connected to that. And what is connected to that is, take for example, if you've probably seen it because it goes around on social media every now and then, but there's this video and it says to watch the video. And I don't remember specifically what you're looking for, but I feel like it was to count the number of times the people wearing like the white shirt catch the ball. And so it's a bunch of people and they're passing this ball back and forth and they're all moving around. And I think some of them have white shirts and then some of them have maybe black shirts. And so I did this. I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this test, whatever it is. I don't even know what they were saying they were testing or what I was. I guess I was learning about this, how this concept works in real life. But I watched it. And again, as we've talked about before, I also have you know, ADHD. And I was like, I'm going to focus on this. So I, have, I had hyper focus going and I was like counting how many times the the ball went to someone with the white shirt. And so after the video, it then asks you, did you see the gorilla? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? That's crazy. Go back, watch the video again. Sure enough, 
a person in a gorilla suit walks into these people. They're throwing this ball, walks all around, waves their hands. Like they're not hiding. They're not staying. It's a gorilla (laughs) right in the middle of the video. I did not see it. Some people see it. Some people don't. I'm telling you, I watched this video face all up on the screen, trying to count how many times people in the white shirts caught the ball, did not see a person dancing around right in the middle of the video in a gorilla suit. And that's because that's how our brains work. We get so much stimulus, so much information coming in that our brain has to come up with different ways to filter that. So when you're looking for White people in white shirts catching the ball, it filters everything else out. And you miss it. You don't see the the giant gorilla that walks into the, the middle and waves its hands around at you. So it it works then that when you have something that you're focused on and that you believe in, or yeah, you believe in and you're practicing like and looking for that your brain is going to look for that. And we talk about that in a lot of episodes, like all the episodes about gratitude and why gratitude journaling helps and the episodes about your goals and negativity bias, confirmation bias. In all these situations, our brain wants us to be right. So it will look to confirm in our environment whatever thought we're we have, we hold the beliefs we hold, and it will discard information to the contrary if we're not aware of it, if we're not vigilant, we don't stay on it, which a lot of the times that helps us. It helps us filter through all of the notifications and everything that we've got coming at us. But when it comes to problem solving, interacting with other people, or if you're struggling with negative thought patterns, then it it can be a problem for you. And that's what you know, we work on in coaching, for example, is really digging down and looking at those deep held beliefs that your brain is looking for information only to support. And they're not true and they're not helpful and they're causing you problems and looking for thoughts that we can practice to help you start allowing other information in so that you can choose how you want to look at the particular situation and you can stop just automatically filtering out important things that could help you change the way you think if that's something that you want to change. And a lot of this is contributed to our reticular activating system, which I've talked about before. You know, it, and it likes goals. And when you give it a goal, that's what it does. It looks for that. If you believe, for example, that you struggle with money, you have trouble making money, you can't keep money, and you have these negative thought patterns about money and that it's difficult to make, it's hard to keep, there's never enough of it, then you're not going to see opportunities around you to make money and to have abundance. You're not going to see that it is a resource that's available to you, that you do have a sufficient amount, that there are ways that you can increase it. Like these things are, are going to be filtered out. These are just silly dancing gorillas that your mind, I don't need that. So if you had a thought you were practicing that you believed and that you were looking for, I think a, a common thought that people practice, but that's also connected a lot to manifestation is people say, money comes to me easily. I 
money is abundant or I'm abundant my, and practicing things like that. If you have this thought, money comes to me easily. If you're practicing it, connecting with it, now you've given your brain a new goal. And that is to look for these opportunities, to look at ways that money can come in or to make money. Whereas before you were filtering all that out because you were believing that you couldn't, that there was a problem. There was a block there. I can't make money. This is hard. So why would your, why would your brain need that information? It didn't. It only needed information that would confirm for you that you couldn't. So that's the part that works is rewiring these thought patterns that are holding you back in whatever area. The money one is one example. And then giving, you're giving your brain these new goals and these new things to look for and support. And so the part that bothered that some people was like, oh, it's not about vibrations and then the universe somehow magically is, oh, here you go. You can have this. <laughs> and maybe it does work that way in some situation. That's not for me. That's not here nor there. But the science, scientific part about it is that is actually that those things were always there. Those things were always available to you, but you were not able to access them. You weren't able to see them. Your brain was filtering them out for whatever reason. And then there are also a lot of things that that come into play about how people often talk about you have to believe, but you also have to take action. And sometimes you have to do, you might not believe, but go ahead and take the action and then you'll believe. Or if you believe, but you don't take the action, nothing's going to happen. So it's which came first, the chicken or the egg. You have to put them both together and sometimes wait for one or the other, work it out to get them in alignment where you're believing and taking that action together. But having thoughts that I can do, this comes easy to me, those kind of things, they help take that action. And as you start taking that action, they may, in some circles, they may refer to it as raising your vibration, but really you're increasing your confidence. You're increasing those beliefs and you're taking action, which is taking you to different places in your life. And now there are even more things around you. There are more opportunities that you can see that you're now open to different areas of growth and learning. And so you're changing and you're becoming this person that you wanted to be, that you also believed that you were and that you could be. It all feeds into that and into building these different neural networks in our brain that look for what we want them to look for or support our beliefs about ourselves that help create confidence, that help create willingness to take action, to bounce back easier from failure. If we believe that this is going to happen, which is a very important thought, that a goal thought that a lot of people work on in thought work and in self-coaching is to get to a thought that no matter what, I can handle it. Or as I, I like the quote, I don't know who came up with it because it's just like a simple quote that I see a lot. I've been wanting a little plaque that says it, but it, everything is figure outable, right? When you believe in yourself and that you can figure it out, then you're more resilient to failure, which is perfectly normal. Everybody experiences failure when they're trying something new, when they're going after something new, different, challenging. And instead of giving up, like many of us, if 
we are in a negative mindset. Oh, I'm a failure. I can't do this. Look, here's my evidence. If you have that mindset that, no, I know I'm going to do this. I know this is right for me. I know I'm working towards this goal. I believe in it. I'll figure it out. It'll come together. And you're going to keep going. So it's really about creating that mindset, the parts of it that are based on cognitive behavioral therapy and that, that are helpful. So you can use these tools, even if you're not, you know, into energy work or vibrations or the universe giving you things, what that, that aspect of it. That's what I would encourage you to take out of this is that the parts of it that are important is connecting this kind of into the episode we talked about with vision. And then I referenced several other episodes in that about achieving, having a thought, or it can be up to, I wouldn't probably practice more than five thoughts at a time, especially if you're new to it, I would do two or three. But having these thoughts that you're practicing in, in areas that you're struggling with or that you want to change your mindset, that will help you to look, help your eyes the mind's eyes or whatever it might be to be open to evidence and things around you that are there for you to access to reach your goals. So practicing those thoughts, if it's money comes easily to me or whatever thought it might be like, okay, what are my, I'm practicing, I do thought work. What are my, my thoughts right now? I am practicing that I love and accept myself unconditionally. So that's one of my, my, it's a goal thought for me. I didn't really, I only had a few step up thoughts to that because I feel like I'm there, I'm connecting with it. I just need to practice it more. And I think that's going to be a great thought for me and have a lot of really good benefits (laughs) in my life. I'm practicing some thoughts related to mornings because I struggle with mornings sometimes, all the time. I'm working on practicing the thought that. I sleep deeply and restoratively. Teaching my body, teaching myself that, hey, I'm getting sufficient sleep instead of always thinking that I'm not getting enough sleep, which is just going to make me more tired. And also practicing thoughts like, I look forward to my morning routine. I enjoy my morning routine and things like that. So getting my mind primed to look for positive things and things that I enjoy in the mornings to keep me going. And then also training my mind out of this pattern thought that I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm, I'm too tired and I need more sleep. We, we, we tend to start our day. Um, Brene Brown talked about this in one of her books that I was just reading, The Gifts of Imperfection. Like We immediately start our day in scarcity and lack so often. I didn't get enough sleep right from the jump. We're lacking. And then there's, there's not enough time to do all the things I need to do today. But things like that, looking for thoughts that help you work up to having sufficient time in your day, sufficient rest, whatever it is that you're working on. And that's one of the great things about coaching. Why I recommend to you connecting with me or with another coach is to talk to them about the areas where you're struggling. Then you can look at the thoughts that you're having, identify your goal thought where you want to go, and then work on actually building those baby step thoughts in between to help rewire your brain and get to that thought. Doing the work, 
there is science behind that, <laughs> right? You don't have to just wish or hope or believe. And then if you don't believe in magic, it's it's not magic. There's science to it. The The take home for why manifesting works for some people, and that's because they're changing what their brain's looking for. They're giving it different goals. And now it's finding evidence that those thoughts are true and that's where it's taking them. So that's the takeaway. That's the tool, rewiring those thoughts, giving your brain more positive, helpful information to believe in and to then confirm as it goes, as you go about your day. And as you wire that and practice that, it'll do that on its own as well. So that's how you get to step up to the next thought and then eventually get to your goal thoughts because it will start doing the work for you. So that's fantastic. It's a process. It's a practice. We're, we're never trying to be perfect. We're never trying to eliminate all the negativity that there is because it's not possible. But progress, not perfection. And you would be amazed at the change in, in your life when you rewire your thoughts in these areas that you're struggling with. Again, whether it's self-confidence, perfectionism, anxiety, money, relationships, whatever it might be. So I hope this helps. And if you are are like, I want to know more about energy and vibrations and all that, great. Go out into the world. (laughs) I don't know anyone to suggest to you that does manifesting, but quick Google search will connect you with them. If you want to learn more about the science, uh, neuroscience and rewiring your brain, then I can help you there. Check out the, the free connection call where we can talk about where you're at and how working with me can help. In the meantime, give it a try. Play around with it. Work on some different thoughts and practice them a few times a day, really connecting with them and going over them and seeing how that changes and how you, your 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 mind starts looking for confirmation of those things. I'd love to hear about it and how that worked for you if you experiment a little bit. Have a great day and may you see the abundance all around you.